I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned in to Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years, and enlightened by my special guests. And today, I have got, I went to the top shelf today for this guest. She is a hilarious stand-up comedian and a truly wonderful human being. She's a co-founder of the Laughed Her Collective, which is an organization dedicated to amplifying women and diversity using tools and techniques of comedy. Please welcome to the program, Christy Cielo. What a crowd! Oh my, the live studio audience is excited to see you today, my dear. A standing ovation, I haven't even said anything. Incredible, they, they know, they know what they're getting today with Cece. <laughs> Hi, that buddy. Was such a lovely intro. Hi, it's so good to see you. So good to see you. Thank you so much for joining us here. Oh my god, are you kidding? This is this is the highlight of my week. I've been looking forward to it. Me too. So tell us about the the uh, the Laughter Collective. Tell us about this cool ass fucking project that you're that you're a part of. Yeah. So I have been teaching stand up comedy now for five years which is bonkers. I had no real interest in teaching five years ago. And I kind of accidentally got into it through a friend and really loved it. And over the years, I started offering more classes for women and uh, underrepresented comedians. And my friend Hope and I just started this organization and we offer workshops and accountability programs, live events, panels, and most importantly, like skill development. We we lead with education and we're going to offer classes in the new year. So it's really a great group. It's 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 nice. It's it's one of those things that um it feels so right, but I, you know, 5 years ago, 7 years ago would have never thought I'd be doing this, but I'm so happy to be doing this. Jokes at the expense of the of the uh, the patriarchy. Gotta love that. Because <laughs> to me, the funniest is is when you're taking uh, pot shots at the at the uh, status quo. Yes, I completely agree. And there's really such a a need and like a want for this, you know. And comedy is such a boys' club. No offense, no, but sure, like, sure, of course. So it's nice to, yeah. It's just it's a really lovely community and that adds a little something other than just you know because the laughs are fun and they're and they're self-serving and we're all just like love me love me people we know how that goes yeah but like outside of that once we get the ego stroke it's nice to just have a little <laughs> something else there to you know to, to give back yes all right well christy thank you again so much for doing this we're going to jump in uh with our first segment here we call this one the substance report this is the question do junkies lives matter we all know the mainstream media's narrative on substance use is complete trash. So, Christy, we're going to take a look at the top drug-related stories in the news and give them some proper coverage, you and me. You know, give them, give them the, the straight dope. All right. Awesome. Uh, so so the story that I, that I pulled this week, uh, this comes to us from the esteemed publication, the Global Cannabis Times. Uh, <laughs> this, this, uh, the title, uh, the headline here on this article is uh, Anbuelo Pharmaceuticals Tracks Antidote. Anecdote. I always say anecdote when I mean to say. It's a hard word. It is, isn't it? Antidote. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's, antidote. It doesn't look right. 
No, especially you know you got somebody somebody struggling with a snake bite. They're about to die. I'm trying to tell a funny little story. They're like, no, man, give me the fucking antidote. All right, uh, we'll try that one again. Anabuelo Pharmaceuticals tracks antidote for cannabinoid intoxication. So a biopharmaceutical company's latest trials suggest its drug can reverse the symptoms of cannabinoid overdose within an hour. Now, this seems wild uh, because I've been too high before. I don't know about you. Have you ever been too high? Murph, you're actually going to love this because I'm very new to marijuana. Very Ooh. new. T- to oh the my. point where I started to get into it during the pandy. Literally during the pandy. The pandy brought you to the... To the, to the, to the, to the, to the weed train. Yes. So I, and I like edibles, but I had an edible not too long ago and I'm also really anxious. So they relax me, but I had one, one night I forgot I had it and I did freak out because I thought that I was having a heat stroke. Like I got really hot Mm, and I was like, oh no, I think I'm going to, and my fiance and I just put on the new like Dr. Strange movie. So I felt like I was in the metaverse. Oh yes. yes, It was just really. Yeah. A fissure is torn in the metaverse. Yes. yes. I was like, this is something's happening. That was my one and only, I don't know if, if it was too much. I don't really know what it was, but it, Freaked me out. I had a little bit of a freak out. Yeah, the edibles are, are interesting because they're wonderful. I love, I love, it's one of the, my favorite ways to, because I don't have the lung capacity for, you know, the gravity bongs and the and the no. whatnots, you know, the, when I was a young kid. But uh, I feel like now it's like the, the edibles seem so, <laughs> so nice, but you can, but if they're tricky because depending on empty stomach or if you eat too many, I recently, uh, not recently, this is now, God, recent, feels like recent because I'll never forget it, but it was probably about a year and a half ago, two years Diana, Diana flew to, to, she's from Portland, Oregon. So she's yeah. when we were still living on the East Coast. And she flew out here and she brought home a bunch of great edibles, as we would always do. We would always smuggle back because they sell them here. Yeah. So she brought them back to the, to, and, and she brought them back in like this Starburst gummies package or something like that. So anyway, she gets home like, like after midnight, throws the, the, her luggage and stuff on the thing, throws the Starburst pack. I'm over here thinking, hey, there's some Starburst to eat. Yeah. And also I should have, part of this is on me. Cause like maybe I eat one or two and I go, huh, these don't really taste like Starburst gummies. They're like fine, but they're, cause you know, the gummies are never, the weed gummies are never like as good as like right. real gummies. So you're right. like, I had them, but I ate about 15 of them or so. No. And I was, oh yeah. Way too many, way too many. Oh and I God, went to a place. Like, well, so what she realized. She realized when I walked into the room as she was like, "I'm get putting her clothes away." She looks at me holding the Starburst bag and just popping them in. And she's like, "Whoa, whoa, what are you doing?" And I was like, "What? Why? Well, I'm just having some because it was open." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm having some of these things." I'm like, "They're not that great." And she's like, and I just saw the look on her face, and I was like, "Wait, why?" And she's like, she's like debating. Do I immediately tell him? Do I like? Right. What? And she was just like. Uh, those are not, those are not what you, no, no, that's weed. That's a lot of weed. And so I was like, oh, fuck. She's like, how many did you have? And I was like, I don't like 15, a couple of handfuls. Uh, so I was like eating way too many of them. So I like went, I just decided to like chug a bunch of water and go under, yeah. the, under the sheets. I went into bed and I just pulled the sheets over my head. And like, you know, I don't know how many hours later, eight hours later, the next morning I, I emerged, but I went to a place. It was not great. <laughs> was the place, like my Fear. And I don't know if this is possible possible with edibles. I think it's more of like if you trip on something. But like right, right. my fear is like that I'm going to 
go to a dark place or get scared or like, like just the other, I thought I was having a heat stroke and I kept saying, I think we need to go to the hospital. Like that was where I got to a place where I was like my heart, like, and that's what scares me about, you know, a lot of, of drugs that I haven't done is I think I'm so intrigued by them, but I'm like, as such an anxious person, am I just going to immediately be like, I'm dying? Yeah, go to a place. I know. You know what's funny is like I feel like because I'd taken so many, it kind of gave me the the leeway. Because normally, if you're just like, oh, I'm just trying to party and hang out and be cool, you almost try to hide it from yourself or from the person you're with, and that almost makes it worse. In a yeah. way, I think because I had just been like, well, here we go, like up, up and away. I was able to just <laughs> go under the sheets, and my wife was like, all right, well, but I, you know, I expect you to be under those sheets for a little while. I don't think it's weird that you're just like under there sweating and mumbling. Uh, you know, you're just performing <laughs> a seance. What you were there. doing, like, I wonder oh, if there was movement. Like, I know, what? probably a little bit. Like, honestly, I don't have much memory. I just remember, like, slowly just getting more and more fucked up, and then it was like kind of almost like a blackout place where I was just like, I was really stoned for a really long time, but it was not comfortable. But yeah, I mean, and when I take too many psychedelics, I get restless where I got to move, I got to get up and run around. Ooh. This was like the kind of weed I think I was able to just be up. A blob on the, you know, on the, in the bed. I just didn't that's kind of that's good. I think, especially because you weren't expecting to be that fucked up. So it's like yes. if you had the energy after that, that could have been okay. Yeah, and that this is an after midnight start too. You know, so oh. it's like, well, this is going to be an all night affair. This is uh, <laughs> this is an up all night. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like an <laughs> afternoon delight. It was just. <laughs> I love how you said up, up and away. Yeah, that's where we went. So, I mean, I wish I had some of this, whatever the hell this, uh, this antidote is here. This right. sounds like this is, this would be, I mean, we've got, you know, we've got Narcan, you know, to help with the opi- opioid overdoses. I'm like, I-, I would wonder at some point when the cannabis, cause you think about maybe accidentally, you know, in my case, or just mm-hmm. some people who just get too high sometimes. Like, I feel right. like a lot of experimentation, it's like, and with this weed now, it's so potent, you know I mean? I, I feel like I was never going to be that fucking old man weirdo who I remember when I was a kid this guy's like ah when we were in Nam, we were smoking these little sticks they were like you know two percent THC it was like smoking mud and then you're like okay cool old man like he's like you got these kind buds I don't know what that's all about now I'm saying to the kids like you got these oils and shit man this is like 80 percent THC so I'm now the old man as it, as it always happens um, I know I know when did we become the old people but here we are Uh, Here we are. I think the stronger the weed gets, the older you are. I think that's how it works. (laughs) I think that this is a great idea. I mean, why not? If you have the ability to like, because I think that honestly, I think more people who typically would say no to any kind of substance or drug would be more willing to experiment given that there was this kind of safety net where like, if, you know, if God forbid you're, you're, you know, feeling something you don't want to feel, this can help you. And I think that yeah. feels like a safety net. Feels like a great safety net. I think there's a demand for it. I feel like now that we've got dispensaries all over the place, it's an easy, yeah. you can sell, you know, it'd be easy to just throw on the shelf next to the, you know, at the register when you're checking out, be like, hey man, yeah. if you're going to have yourself a, a time, like if you're going to go up, up and away, this will bring you back, back, back and down. Uh, is <laughs> That's just a pitch for the, for the tagline <laughs> on the piece is bring you back, back, back and down. All back, 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 and down. <laughs> and it's down. like the worst tagline no, I've ever heard. It's like way too many words. That sounds like like an in sync dance or something. Like, you know, they do like, ain't no lot. Back, 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 back and, and down. down. <laughs> We're going back, 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 and down. 
There we are. Oh my God, Murph. Remember when we, we we used to be on Planet Scum Twitch last year and people would be talking and we would just be vibing? We would just vibe. It was like, <laughs> back, back, back and down. That was really good. You legit had like vibrato in your voice. Like that was I good. I threw it in there. I can do it for one line. I'm, one, I'm a one and done. Back, back, back and down. Please name this episode Back, Back, Back and Down. <laughs> That is that is that, Christy. We've got ourselves a title. Going back, back, back in It actually sounds so good. It also could be like almost a little sexual innuendo. We're going back and down. That's like ass stuff. That's ass. Yes, that is like ass down and up and That's back. all of an ass. I mean, you are covered. You are covered with that ass. Back, back, back and down. That's like not even yeah. too bad to go back three times. I'm going to go back just when you thought I was as far back as I could get. Oh, no, no. There's another back. And then we're going down. And then you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yes. <laughs> oh, God damn. Well, we got ourselves a, a number one hit. The hell with the antidote for weed, man. If you get too high, I'm sorry. You're too high. That's it. But we've got ourselves a number one hit on our hands. So this was a very successful segment. <laughs> Um, well, listen, we both enjoy uh, the 80s, early 90s. It's a fun time period. Uh, and I feel like it's such a great era. Uh, and yes. I feel like the 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 golden era, really, of the anti-drug PSA was, a, you know, because they still have them now. But I feel like those anti-drug PSAs of the mid 80s into the early 90s were just like primo. Are Absolute we the same primo. age? I feel like we're the same age. Or maybe I'm I, a little older than you. I was born in 1982. When were you born? Oh, 85. 85 so we're in the same ballpark we're in the same but okay yeah so we grew up like we were raised in the 90s in the mix of the night yes the 90s are like yes for sure um and these so you'll appreciate so this so this uh this whole segment here is something called psa now when i was growing up i always thought psa meant propaganda stigma and alf losers are users so don't use drugs don't use drugs Come to find out, Christy, it's actually public service announcement. Who knew? I never I mean, knew that. No, they we just say thought PS- it was propaganda Thank and you. Alf. And Alf, of course we did. I mean, what else were we? That's what it. That's what was filled with. Obviously. That's all I remember from my childhood. Uh, but yeah, so that so so this one uh, this one here uh, that I want to look at this week comes from a program that I don't know if you're a huge fan of this show as much as I was. Uh, I loved it growing up, but then. You know, getting high in my later years, uh, you know, with friends, you know, we're in flop houses and whatnot in my late teens, early 20s. We watched it on rerun because it would always play late at night. Uh, this is a program, Saved by the Bell, uh, is a show that oh, that has okay. some great Talk about drugs. It. I mean, I love yeah. Saved by the Bell. Well, so perfect, perfect. So this PSA here, this is from an episode. There was an episode where uh, some kid was selling some weed or whatever. So we'll start oh, off with this yeah. PSA. Yeah, this is okay. great. This brings in the president of NBC. Speaking of fucking men behind the curtain who don't oh know Oh my their God, I feel like I remember this and they're all sitting in the classroom. Yes, and it's like a meta moment where he like comes from behind the, yes. the camera and they talk, and they, but that's about them cutting. A, we'll take a look. Take a look at this here. Hi, I'm Brandon Tartikoff, chairman of NBC Entertainment. <laughs> and I've got a hit idea for the new fall season. Don't do drugs. There's no hope with dope. Yes. Cut. That was great. All right. Brandon, thanks for letting us do the commercial. Hey, least I could do for the man who changed my life. Well, get out of here. It's true. How can Mr. Belding have possibly changed your life? 
Well, I'll tell you. When we were kids growing up together, I wanted to go into show business, and Brandon wanted to be a high school principal. <laughs> See, back then, Dick and I were both chasing after the same girl, Becky Flugelman. <laughs> well, Dick won her. She was the school superintendent's daughter. He got to become the principal. And I had to settle for running NBC. <laughs> hey, it worked out great for both of us. Maybe for you. <laughs> I don't get the summers off. And, uh, besides, I, I really envy you being around these great kids all the time. Uh, we'll come back and visit anytime. You know, maybe there's something here. Maybe at NBC we should do a sitcom about a school principal and, and his kids. Well, really? Oh. Nah, it'll never work. <laughs> Playback coming over the monitors, people. Oh, come on, you guys, let's watch it. They all watch it? Dumb. Stupid. Crazy. Dangerous. Stinks. In one word, would I use dope? Nope. These kids are right. Drugs will hurt your mind, your body, and your life. Hi, I'm Brandon Tartikoff, chairman of NBC Entertainment. And I've got a hit idea for the new fall season. Don't do <laughs> drugs. There's no hope no, no, with dope. Well, 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 well. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, that's a fun. So that's the kind of stuff, you know, they were subjecting us to as 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 youths, which I think we kind of knew was a little goofy then. Here's what, what, what really rattles my cage just right out of the gates <laughs> is the meta. So, so now we're in a world where the president of NBC. Now, these people, this is Belding as Belding. This yes, is like the, yes. the fictional they're president in their Belding. Yes. They're in character, but but yet the president of NBC for some reason right. is 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 hanging out with them, has cut right. this uh this this commercial, this 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 anti-drug PSA, and is like <laughs> talking about how there was a world where he was also friends with Belding, but then Belding stole his wife out from under him <laughs> or won won her, however they phrased that. Yeah, so that was fun. Because then so... as a kid, you're like, wait a minute, Belding. You're like, hold on, the president like, of NBC. You're like, wait, what? Like, and then well, you think real. it's real because the president of NBC is real. Sure, he's a real person. It is. So that's It weird. was so dumb. And the laugh track lines after everything NBC guy said, it's like, well, you get the <laughs> summers off. <laughs> <laughs> I also love, I love that Screech still gets a laugh, even in the actual anti-drug PSA when he says stinks. Well, he's in the he's locker. Like, stinks. The, the, the peekaboo in the locker is funny. The peekaboo's now, always... Him. Classic, classic screech. I mean, anyone's jumping out of a locker, I'm laughing about it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I think this came after Jesse's I'm so excited episode, right? This was okay. So hold that thought just really okay. quick for those for those who are either this is before your time or after your time. Really oh, quick, yes, uh, just yes. what Christy referenced there. Let's take a quick peek because of course, of course I have to have that on cue. Fuck yeah. Pills. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. <laughs> I need them back. I what? have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Jesse, Jesse. So, oh, just, wow. just so that we're all on the same page now about what you're referencing, uh, you know yes. I had to have that queued up. Yeah, the, the no-dose pills, the caffeine. Those are caffeine pills, by the by. I was I was going to ask you, what were they? They, they were they literally were, caffeine pills. They were just caffeine. They were, ju they were just so so what you get drinking a coffee. Or yes, a pretty much. 
Yeah, she had too much coffee. And she was form. terrified. And she was terrified. And addicted. She didn't, and it's so addicted that and she like, she lost. She was in the throes of addiction as, as Preppy had to come and save her. And I love like how they couldn't even show Zach's face because his acting was so fucking atrocious. He's just like, Jesse, you can't go. I know, right? And and you know what? Berkeley's bringing it. Like that's oh, a performance. I mean, that was as ridiculous we were all like, as the- Jesse. Like I know. that was impactful. That was that was yes, it was very impactful. As as ludicrous as the scenario was, she sold it. I'll give her that. She but yeah, sold Zach it. Morris is acting horrendous. Horrendous. He couldn't act his way out of a fucking a stinky screech locker. He looked. He, <laughs> he looked so. He looked, dare I say, furious during that PSA. He looked like he didn't want to be there. Thank Didn't he you. Just look fucking mad. He looked then, so fucking mad. He was so the only mad. one who had like a scowl on his face when he came in, like. So I don't say no to dope. Yeah, right. no, he, he was pissy. so pissed he was about pissy. it. But meanwhile, AC Slater did not get the memo to be serious because he was smiling the whole time. Those dimples. He you like, can't, you can't, you know those dimples are coming out. <laughs> you know. And why did they have Kelly Kapowski get on the table on her knees? Why that was a little just, suggestive, <laughs> a little suspect. I mean, again, it's because it's president of NBC. Ladies better get on that desk, do a little dance for the president of NBC. That's how she got that role, probably, Tiffany Everthesen. <laughs> that's the truth. Hey, listen, these are whispers from the set. I mean, I don't know. That's just what I the mean, camera got. That's what the guy who said, hey, everybody, playback's on the monitor. That's what he told us. We, we had an exclusive like a, with him. This is a whole different convo for a whole different podcast that you and I will do one day. Yes, please. But did you hear the drama that, like, in real life, Zach was actually dating Lisa? Wait, what? Lisa, Lisa Turtle. There is no. real, look it up. There was a romance happening oh my, between well, Zach Morris and Lisa Turtle off screen. And Lisa was is, like, it was a situation. I mean, Jesus. Yes. No, we need look to do it. Now we, we must do this podcast. Now what the podcast is about. Nobody knows. Is it just about like sick? Just about like shows we like, you know, what? it doesn't yes. even fucking matter. We can, you know what? It it's literally matter. just about the one relationship that may have taken place. It's about, spe- it's a specific cause now everyone wants a niche podcast. How's this for niche? It is about the relationship between Lisa turtle and Zach Morris on say by the bell that we That's cannot it. confirm or deny that we literally have zero facts on, No, but nope. we have a pain. We can speculate for like 80 episodes. We can speculate. Pure speculation with no facts, no research. <laughs> Nope, none whatsoever. Just going off that. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, I always thought personally, I'm like, I I, I mean, you know, God bless Kelly Kapowski. I was never a leg spano person myself. Lisa Turtle mm-hmm. was always, I was always kind of like, I was sad that she was kind of left out of the romantic circles, it seemed I like. know. I, I mean, know. Ex- other than Screech fucking like, but I mean, come on. And it Screech, really, Screech and this, was a sex pest at a certain point. I mean. I mean, you feel bad for him because he's a nerd, but he was pesty. He was getting real pesty. He was, he was annoying. He was, it, but it's funny because so was AC. They were all like annoying. Yeah. And I remember thinking they were so cool, but I did always love Kelly. Yes. I did Kelly, love Kelly. Kelly seemed Kelly like she had cool. a good heart. She, she seemed like she had a good heart. She had a good heart. She had a good heart, you know? That was so sincere. <laughs> that fictional character, she really felt like she had, she was the heart and soul of the program, let's be honest. I mean, she was a cheerleader, and she was beautiful, <laughs> but she cared. 
There was something underneath all of that. And she didn't have to. Let You know what I mean? This was the 80s. She was a cheerleader. She didn't need to give a goddamn. She didn't need. Oh, my God. Remember when they formed a, the, a band? And they were like, put your mind to it. Go for it. Get down and break a sweat. Rock and roll. Rolling. You ain't seen nothing yet. And get back, back, and back down. Back, back, and back down. Go I remember back that. and back and back and down. down. Oh man, the Bayside. We are taking it to Bayside and back, baby. <laughs> it's so it sounds like it was sung by the Bayside Tigers. That's how it was. good. Oh my god, that is the the name of our group is the Bayside Tigers. The Bayside Tigers, beautiful. With back 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 and down as our first hit. Yes. And we will, if nothing else, we will bring back Turtle and Morris together yes. as the power couple we all wanted. We all deserve, frankly. I know. I know. It was a good... Did you watch the college years? I did. And, you know, I just couldn't get there. I couldn't... Got, you know, I, I didn't go to college myself. So I kind of feel Neither like... Neither did I. You know, I couldn't relate. We drifted. I couldn't relate at all. I was like, what is this business now? I can relate to a high school, you know, principal. smoking a, a joint outside or a, an asshole principal nobody likes. But I can't get into this college years. What are these dormitories? <laughs> What are they doing? Learning? What is Zach Demics? Get me out of here. Wasn't and, Mike Golick? Do you know Mike Golick's? Wasn't Golick's brother? Wasn't there? Uh, Mike Golick was an NFL player for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a defensive lineman. Okay. Wasn't his brother like in the show? <laughs> wasn't there a guy that was like a beefcake? Golick? Yes, there was. I don't know if I. I don't know if that was him, but there was yeah. a beefcake. All right, that it might was... be Mike Golick's brother. We got to figure that out. We got to find that out. Uh, so there was the college years. There was the wedding. There was the Hawaii wedding, right? Or something. Yeah. And we're Zach and... Beach Club for a while. Was oh, the, this summer? was Stacy Carosi. This was yes. the, this was Leon Carosi. Yes. The Car- they were, the Carosi it was like a years. beach club. The Carosi. <laughs> yes. They were at a beach club. And then it was college. What were they doing at the beach Wait, club? Why did they go to the beach club? Did was, I make that up? They were no, at the beach club, right? No, Chris. This is real. Unless we share a, a hallucination. Uh, unless we both took too many edibles and we we imagined this beach world. No, I feel like after their senior year, like maybe after their senior year, they went to like spend time at a beach club. I don't know. You know how everyone in but your senior like, class <laughs> goes to the same beach club. And they worked there, though. They all had jobs. I think Kelly was like a lifeguard. Sure. Lisa was probably doing something with fashion. Oh, she was probably club. designing all the clothes, of course. Spano was back on the pills. I, <laughs> I remember like lots of volleyball content. So much volleyball content. That's pretty much. And I remember the the the, the sweaty <laughs> comb over fat Carosi man. I remember this man. Yes. He was a, he ran the place. Yes, but I, yeah. this is actually blowing my mind because I haven't thought about. I don't understand where. Yeah, I guess it must have happened because it wasn't after college they all went to a beach club. And I mean, their life. no, that's a, that. I it don't had to have been before college. It Why had to be just like stick with beach club. They should have stayed at the beach. They should have grown old with a little grace, a little <laughs> dignity, instead of going off to some bullshit college with Golik's brother. Just stay at the beach club with Karosi, <laughs> man. Beach club, just like you know what I mean. Well, wasn't who was the wasn't the the woman wasn't Stacy Crosey because her and Zach had a thing. Were, wasn't oh, she? Yeah. Wasn't isn't her, like, that Leah Remini? Oh my god! Famed Scientologist Leah Remini. Oh my! God. 
Wasn't it? I think it was. I, I might just be inventing. I no, might be inventing. I think it was. And doesn't she like have a, didn't she like own, like her parents owned the beach club? Wasn't it like there was like a connection? Oh, she was, she was the, yeah, she was like in it. Like she could, she could control, she could puppeteer at the beach club. Like who she wanted to do what. Yeah. Oh my God. That was fucking King of Queens, Scientologist, Leah. It was. Remini. Remini. And she was a pop babe. I mean, she's still a beautiful woman, but she was she was young. Babe. I mean, she was killing it on that beach. She was, was giving no Kelly, Kelly a run for her money. Was, no, was Kelly at the beach too? I think she was. I think that was the whole thing. I think Zach was like before the marriage in Hawaii, which I don't know when that was. We were all, that was like last week or something. But before that happened, I think there was like a split. I, I think forgot he was, about the wedding in Hawaii. Like that was the big, I don't know. I don't think the, the Karosis were invited to that wedding, but I don't know what world, like if, if they just, if that was canon or if they like pretended that never happened. I mean, I don't know. Look, we're basically doing our podcast now. We have no, we're just guessing and trying desperately to put the pieces together. I actually love the idea of a very niche podcast with zero research where we're just like, it didn't this, ha isn't this a thing? Is that, was right? that that? Is that? And then we're, we're, but we're just completely wrong about everything. And then like yes. fans of the podcast are just like fact checking being like, Murph, it wasn't this football player it was, it was a this. hockey and we're like yeah. oh that was oh, it i guarantee you because saved by the bell is a thing that some people are very into they're going to oh, be listening yeah. to this and they're going to be shitting all over us for this i mean because i oh, i yeah. don't think we got all the details it's right. gonna, no there's I'm no sure. way that was leah remini there's just there's, no way <laughs> there's no you know way. what they didn't go to college <laughs> <laughs> oh lord oh my god that would that gave me a good chuckle well, the PSAs are, you know, I think we've covered the PSAs. We've we've set up our spinoff podcast and we have a number one hit that's ready to hit the, to, to top the charts. So I think we're doing pretty great. Me too. We're going to slide over into another segment here. Uh, Christy, this one is uh, about my old friend, Scranton Joe. Oh, boy. Scranton. 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 Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> So we're just biding time. You know, now we're biding time till uh, till we get to the meat of the episode. We're just biding some time. Uh, so what we do here is uh, there's plenty of, to piss and moan about, about drug policy and whatever with that. But this what I like to do with this segment in particular is, uh, you know, Scranton Joe Biden, our current president, he was, you know, for many years, he's slowly starting to think about maybe considering to think about maybe possibly moving, <laughs> uh, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a somewhat progressive direction in terms of drug policy or at least pretending to for the for the, uh, you know, for the midterms, whatever it is he's doing here. We'd like to think, remember him from when he was in his heyday, uh, and, you know, because for about 40 years in, in Congress, he was like one of the one of the top uh, frontline uh, drug warriors. Uh, you know, he's head of the Senate Judiciary Committee where he, where he, you know, crafted a lot of this horrible legislation that we're dealing with today. But politics aside, there's some funny <laughs> stuff about what he said. Some of the shit this guy said was so funny that I like to just bring it up for that. So we can put the politics aside and just laugh at the ramblings of an old man. Uh, well, he was a younger man then, but he's older now. He's 200 years old. So he was old he's then. He's old now. He's a dinosaur. Yes. Uh, but let's take a look at this clip. And I want to just get your thoughts. on. If I had to live in an apartment building <laughs> and they asked, they told me I had to live in an apartment building that had all cocaine addicts or all heroin addicts. Which would you live in? There is wouldn't take me one tenth of one second to make my decision. I want to live with the heroin addicts because they're 
lying back half the time when they're out, as opposed to the cocaine addicts who have cocaine-induced paranoia and a bunch of other things are running around like they're, uh, you know, you know, they're, 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 they're more, much more likely when I walk up and say, did you get the mail to turn around and put a bullet through my head because they thought I was about to attack them. And then the heroin addict wouldn't even know what I asked him. Um, so uh, uh, that's the general reason why treatment people say we know more about how to treat heroin. And also, um, uh, there is a, a little bit more control capability. What was the question? As he shifts it. Yeah, so you know, that's the thing. There's no questions. They were all just, just grandstanding monologues. Now, this, these are the men, this is the man who was, who, was, who was dictating the drug policy, the bipartisan support of the drug policy that, that shaped our youth and continues to haunt us. Uh, but again, let's just put the policy aside. Is this not like, what the hell are we talking about here? Would you rather live in a, like, Christy, if you were forced to live in an apartment, this I is a scenario forced. that is created. That's if, already, I'm not happy. Wait, here's the question, actually. You asked, what was the question? Here's the only way that, that question, where that answer would make sense is, okay, so if you were forced to live in an apartment with cocaine addicts or heroin addicts, what would you choose? Christy Cello. You know what? I'm going to go <laughs> with the heroin addicts because they're just like, uh, his yeah. act outs were too much. They Just were too much. they were problematic. His act outs were problematic. <laughs> They were because he wants to go like he's committing to just enough to a level where you're just like, what are you doing? I know. I know. Because I realized, too, how problematic when I did the impression myself just now as Joe Biden doing that impression. <laughs> and I said, this feels wrong and problematic. This, yes. And you were you were a Biden removed and you were still feeling like I this was, is wrong. Exactly. And I felt it. So and you know what, though, the fact that. um the thought process he had where he, if he asks, if he asks his Coke or what, what was it? R- roommate. For the mail or whatever. The They're going to get <laughs> turned around and put a bullet. In. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was just waiting for a magazine that I subscribe to. And yeah, I'm just like, trying. Yeah. That's what he thinks is it's, it's either someone's asleep. Or they're shooting you at, at the mailbox. That's right. Yep. You're like, I'm just looking for my entertainment weekly, for Christ's sake. And now I'm turning around and get a fucking bullet in my head. No, this is the world. He, and this is how you justify these, these, <laughs> these archaic policies where the idea being, especially when you talk about like crack, where the idea being, oh, the reason that the crack uh, legislation, the reason that the, the, the sentencing disparity, the reason why this is so is because these are violent people who are like uh-huh. doing these drugs that are going to fucking shoot you in the head. So like we got to put these people away for a long time. Um Meanwhile, this man's never met, like, it's just fun when you see people put, you know, giving out policy where they've never even just met where they someone. Don't, yeah, exactly. Or like, if you were forced to live in an apartment building rather than like your, you know, your, your palace in Delaware, it's like, right? you have to live like, you've never seen any of this stuff firsthand. So I it's very funny forced, to be. He started if I was, I was forced, forced to, to live, live in an apartment. apartment. I'm really, Murph, trying to figure out what his intention even was. Yes, 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 yes. On this, right. Like, what? So let's say he said everything wrong. It, it's everything he said. I, I don't even see how the intention could have been good to begin with. No, 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 no. It unravels. And then it just gets worse and worse with every with every sentence. I mean, this had bipartisan support. Again, there was no one in that in that in that building in Congress there who was disagreeing with that fucking babbling old lunatic. And they were just like, yeah, Biden, yeah. he's a statesman. He gets it. He was forced to live in an apartment once, and he knows what goes on in those uh, forced apartment living situations. If he's trying to say, hey, drugs aren't good, 
There's a lot of other ways he could There's have even lot. tried to make that point. A lot of other ways. It's the fear. It's the fear. It's trying to make people afraid that, mm. like, if you live in an apartment, if we don't deal with these with these crazy crackheads, they're going to kill you. They're going to shoot you over the, when you're trying to get the mail. Rather than the reality of that situation is, hey, man, you know, someone, mm. uh, uh, both a heroin addict, as someone who was a heroin addict, I mm. smoked a ton of crack. I wouldn't say I, I was I was addicted to crack for more than 48 hours at a time. <laughs> I would say that, like... That, that that's, as someone who's done both of those, I would be like, yeah. no, you're going to get tapped on the shoulder. You're going to get asked for a cigarette. You're going to ask somebody to bum a cigarette or to get a couple bucks. You're not going to get shot in the head for Christ's <laughs> sake. I mean, that's a whole nother thing that's got nothing to do with the substances. Right. Somebody who's just going around shooting people, asking for the mail, has got other issues that have got nothing to do with substances. I be- I believe. No, no, no. <laughs> that's his own issue. That's a sober man's game. There, just shooting people over the mail. <laughs> well. We're biding some time. I love that you speak about this stuff so much, Murph. Like, I know it's like, you know, you're just, you're a great person to like destigmatize so much about it. Thanks, buddy. It's it's just, yeah. And I feel like in, in my, you know, as I like grow up, I've talked to more and more people who have had experiences, both negative, but also really positive with drugs. And I think it's just such a, I think I've I've really kind of changed my thinking because I've been medicated in terms of anxiety for years. And then it's like, well, why is my Zoloft okay? But the thought of doing a psychedelic is condemned by so many people. Yeah. And the fact that you laugh about it, I think, is like the most effective way to destigmatize it. Because also it's just being like, it's not that big of a fucking deal. No, please, Grandpa, get over it. Like, like come on. We're not like, you know, yes. I, it's really fascinating. I love talking to you about it. I love having you here. Well, I'll tell you what 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 our, our, our listeners are going to be excited to uh, to get to know a little bit more about Christy Cielo as we step inside the user's studio. <laughs> we end our podcast session with the weekly dose version of the questionnaire that was used masterfully for 24 years by the great James Lipton inside the actor's studio. And the first question is, Christy Cielo. Yes. What is your favorite drug? Oh my gosh. Um, my favorite drug, probably like a, a yummy edible a weed yummy edible and i my friend in la julia took me to this place and there's um i forget the name but i like this like specific it's like a blueberry flavor i think that's my favorite (laughs) yes i'm salivating just thinking (laughs) and what is your least favorite drug oh god um my least favorite drug is excedrin migraine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all day long, all day strong. No, thank you. I don't know if that's the tagline or not, but. Uh, <laughs> it upsets my tummy. I just, I never, I hate getting the migraines. It's no good. No good drug. And it's one thing you're trying to help your head. Next thing you know, your stomach. Now you've got a pop of Tums. Where are we? We're in the aisles of CVS. We're scrambling. <laughs> we don't need to be there. What age were you the first time you found yourself under the influence? Oh my gosh. Um. Wow, you're okay. Buckle up. Click, click. The first, I found myself drunk for the very first time when I was 31. Oh, <laughs> oh ah. my goodness. I have a lot of like, bless you, bless you, though. Bless you. No judgment. Can you believe it? 
No, it's wonderful. You spared yourself. Listen, your liver's got many years. You can binge and <laughs> binge know, can. until your 90s and you'll be fine. <laughs> wonderful you saved your liver all those years. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what celebrity's overdose death has had the most profound effect on you? Oh, my God. Um, you know, I, I, I would say Brittany Murphy. Ah, yes, the tragic Brittany Murphy. What a, what a talent. And I don't know exactly what happened there, but I... I don't believe anyone does. I loved Brittany Murphy. A big, big fan of yes. her. Yes. Still some mystery surrounding that. Uh, maybe <sighs> maybe further than the depths of this podcast as research, but I do know there was a lot of shady business. Yes, with her husband. It was a really... Sure. Yeah, a, a sad, scary situation. Yes. Well, uh, if our fans know anything, please uh, let us know yes. via the socials what, what happened yes. to Brittany Murphy. Uh, what is your favorite slang word for cannabis? Oh, oh, um, reefer. And I like saying I've reefer madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love reefer. Yes. Yes, love the reefer madness. Uh, <laughs> what drug would you what drug would you like to deal for a living? Oh, something fun. Maybe like um Molly. Just like Ooh, fun. Yes. Like you're looking for a fun time. Dance party. Yeah. Everybody down, down, down and back with the molly in the system. <laughs> down, down, down and back. Yes. That sounds like a hit track. <laughs> what drug would you uh, absolutely not like to deal under any circumstances? Oh, my God. Um, I don't know. You know, anything with needles. Nothing with needles. I think that that would, I think I would be too, honestly, just like. Nervous. I don't love the needle aspect. So I think that that, and I would stay away from that. And finally, if heaven exists, mm. what would you like to hear Brittany Murphy say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh God, I would like to hear her say, you know, let's, let's, let's go hang out with Jesus and some angels. Like I would just want her to want to hang out with me. Absolutely. What a wonderful, what a hang that would be. <laughs> Christy Cello, Brittany Murphy and Jesus Christ and all the angels. Lovely. <laughs> Christy, uh, here are your drug users. <laughs> well, I think we did it. Who was that? I mean, I can't believe you got James Lipton to, like, come in here. Big get. It was a big get. Tell him I said thank you for taking the time. Well, he loved you. He's a big fan of yours <laughs> on the way out the door. I'll tell you, he's following you on all the socials. <gasps> Uh, and, and how do other people, how, how do people, how do people make like Lipton and follow Christy well, Listen, Cello? All you have to do to follow me is go back, 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 back and down. <laughs> I'm at Christy Cello, um, Christy Cello.com. Christy, it. <laughs> a very funny comedian and truly a wonderful human being. Thanks, Mark. Thank you so much for being here. This was too uh, much fun. It went by so fucking fast. No, I know. We had some fun and we, we had some hit tracks. So um, stay tuned for our, our, our latest release because all this silly, funny business is fine. But what's really going to take us to the top is our music career. We have we have back, back, back. We have five words. We don't even have like, how do we get there? We don't need it, actually, though. Yes. Every gold record starts with five words. You know who said that? Elvis Plathwee, Michael Jackson. The kings, the two kings. We two kings. <laughs> oh, God bless. All right. Well, Christy, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Murph. And thank you so much to everyone for tuning in for your weekly dose. Hey, America, the needle, you're sleeping with your children, with your daughters, with your sons, and with your husband. Self-Medicated Weekly Dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. 
Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday. Just look for the Murph Meyer is self-medicated feed wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the self-medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.